yo, yo, what up? This your boy, Cassell of the Boss King. I feel like I can have a conversation with anybody on any level. So that's what we're going to do. Today's episode, I got my boy, Ty Shuri on here. He's going to talk about a lot of different things. This is a financial episode. This is a how to be a man episode. This is a good guy. This is my guy, you know, real solid dude. So he got a couple of questions that I have a couple of questions that I'm really been wanting to ask him, you know, exclusively. And I don't really have many questions, you know, for people out there because I already know what they're doing, how they're doing it, and blase, blase. But this man right here is in a lot of different games that I am interested in. One, he's in the Turo game. He's in the Air and B game. And don't you know, you got the life insurance going on? Or something like that? I got, um, I do. I'm in a. I got a car uh, dealer license. My man's car dealer. Yeah, yeah, car dealer license as well. That's what's so, up. Yeah, That's what's but, up. Yeah, yeah. And I do. I don't do insurance. But I do property insurance, like commercial property. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about all that because people are probably like, yeah. what kind of insurance is that? So we're, we're <laughs> yeah, gonna yeah. clarify all that. So let let's introduce you know yourself to the people. What's your name? Uh, Tyrone. Tyrone Shuri. But now I go by Ty Shuri on Facebook. Where you from? I'm from New York, originally uh, born in Brooklyn, raised in Queens. Uh, parents are from South America, though. That's what's up. What part of South America? From Guyana, South America. Dope, dope. Yeah, they both, they both migrated to here. You got some strong work ethics, huh? Very, very strong, man. Both my parents are very, very hard workers, man. For real, for real. That's where I get it from, honestly. I'm already knowing. I'm already knowing. So... Did you move to Atlanta, or aren't you located in Atlanta? Yeah, I'm located in Atlanta now. I actually uh, went to Morehouse in Atlanta, and uh, after I went to Morehouse, I uh, went back to New York, spent some time in Rhode Island, some time in South America, but then I had my daughter, and I ended up just staying grounded in Atlanta. All right, so you went to Morehouse? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I bet that was fun. It was great. Yeah, great experience, man. Good to see a lot of brothers together. Um, accomplishing big things, man. You know, it's a lot of, we got a really great alumni. Of course, you know, Samuel Jackson went there. Right. Spike, we went there. You know, of course, Malcolm. Not Malcolm, I'm sorry, Martin. So, yeah. Major, really man. Major, major. Let me ask you this. Did you graduate from there? Yes, I did. Yes, I did, man. Um, what was your I major? I think my mom was that. Uh, my major was business management. Nice. Uh, I was going to take a year off. My mom was like, nah, you can't do that. <laughs> so, I <laughs> It took me it took me a year longer than most, but I ended up finishing, man. So, like I, like I said, it really was a great experience. Congratulations, man! What's the top three lessons you learned from going to Morehouse? Um, I would say one: the importance of staying focused on a goal. You know, what I'm saying, like, you know, no matter what the distractions are around you, um, stay focused and see it through. Um, um. Another thing I would say, man, is that not everybody can get to the finish line in, in certain races, if that makes sense. I remember um, in a freshman year, uh, we had a speaker, and he said, look to the left of you and look to the right of you. Um, I guarantee one of those people won't be here by the time you graduate. And you know, he, was, he was right. You know, by the time you graduate, only about 50% of the class is left, you know? Damn. And it just Think, yeah, it makes you think you really got and for multiple reasons. You know, some is academic, some right. is financial, personal. Um, but just makes you see that, you know, not everybody makes it to the finish line in certain rates. That's the best way I would like to put it. Um and the third one is just, you know, just being a black man, man, you know, it's I've never seen so many black men in one place, all gifted, all intelligent. It kinda knocks down all the stereotypes you hear about us all the time, you know, um, and it kinda just reinforce the need to help other men who look like me. I've always been about I've been about that even before I got to Morehouse, but it just kinda um reinforced, you know, kind of create a model that I live by helping out any anybody anybody I can, especially those who look like me. Now, so Morehouse made you want to do that or the whole city of Atlanta? When you say that you've never seen so many people that look like you and break down all the stereotypes. It's because there's a lot of going, a lot of stuff going on in New York. That, you know, they they doing it big like yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, the reason I say about Morehouse because Morehouse is an all black male school. Right, 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 right. So, so 
you're, you're not going to see anywhere else probably in America that's all black mills um, striving for higher education. You get what I'm saying? Right, but bro, check this out. I was watching TV. Uh, I, I can't remember what it was. I've seen white folks and other folks at these HBCUs. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you know, um, blew my mind. I know. It's, I mean, it, it's changed. You know, we had a, um, by two years after I graduated, um, uh, Valley Victorian was actually white. So, I mean, of course, you have, I mean, I'm assuming that they, you know, are not going to be discriminatory towards a white person who fits the credentials to get into an HBCU. And, um, are the credentials, honestly, let me ask you real quick, are the credentials the same as any, other college out there? Yeah, it's the, it's the same. It's the same uh, as any other, any other, like, um, how should I say, maybe any top institute, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, they, they don't lessen the requirements. I do think that Morehouse, what Morehouse does do, though, which is, I think, great, they allow a lane for those who may not come from a good financial background or may not have the grades to get into Morehouse and kind of still elevate, you know? Oh, so it's not like a okay. Oh, man, you got to get straight A's and straight B's. It's like, okay, man, you came from, you know, you came from Southside Queens. Your, your grades aren't the best, but, man, you're making an effort. We're going to let you in, you know what I mean? And you particularly from there, you know? Right, so, right, um, right, right. Okay, that's shit. I, like it. That's I mean, like it. well, that's special, man, because obviously yeah. there's a big – Big barrier between you know folks being able to get into college financially, you know yeah, if, if it's yeah, not, right. if it's not no sports or some kind of scholarship, yeah. it's a mm -hmm. good chance that it ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen, yeah, yeah, and and that's the that's the beautiful thing is that you know it's not it's not a whole bunch of we just said this now is really important. You know, you think about higher education in a lot of these you know big schools like you know Duke, Notre Dame, you know the right. black people are known for their athleticism. You know what I'm saying? Not for their intelligence. All know? the time. Yeah, and it's, it's sad. It's like you 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 um, associate black a black male, especially in a high university, has to do something um, sports related. With Morehouse, not the case. Most of them are there for you know their accomplishments academically. That's dope. That's special. I'm glad. I'm glad we highlight that. That's dope because uh, sixty percent of the stuff that's out there, they just gonna pretty much put you in the entertainment category and just say, hey, you know. Mm -hmm. Football, music, pretty much. I ain't gonna lie. When I was growing up, I kind of thought that that's the choices, you know, either that or the drug dealer. So you know, I thought, you know, but you know, I, oh, you know, I grew, I grew up in the nineties. Yeah, so you know, well, you know, I think that's a real, real special situation that people probably don't know. I know it's a lot of people out here. You know, I'm in California, Los Angeles. A lot of people want to go to Morehouse. That's all yeah. they talk about. <laughs> For real? That's, I mean, yeah, a lot of people from Cali there. A lot of people from Cali. That's kind of funny you say that. Like, I had two of these dudes who in my uh, same floor were from Cali. Oh, um, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. what's up. All right, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit. So, I know you in the uh, the Airbnb game. Yes. Let's yeah, talk yeah. about that. And you're doing this in Atlanta, right? Yeah, I'm doing it in Atlanta. It's so sure. many black-owned, self-sufficient businesses out there. So much competition out yeah. there. So much this, so much that. And I just heard, well, not too long ago, that they were trying to ban the Airbnbs in Atlanta. Is is that true, or is that just? Yeah, well, what they did was they, they instituted something that made it a little bit harder for Airbnbs to flourish. So, you know, they gave the Airbnbs the term short-term rentals. Um, so what they did, like, for example, in one of the counties, they kind of said that, okay, let's say you're running the Airbnb from your house. You need to have, um, and you're, like, buying the house primarily for Airbnb. Uh-huh. You could like register the Airbnb with the city. So what what comes in play with that? Well, now it's registered with the city. You know, the city has to keep tabs of how many Airbnbs are in the city. Um, you got to have make sure it has fire code regulations. Um, I know someone who got a letter in the mail saying, you know, we're aware that you're running the Airbnb, mm. and you have to 
registers, you're not happy. Now you have to get insurance as well. Right. You know, you have to get, what um, kind of insurance? Like, um, like renter's insurance? insurance? Yes, sir. Renter's insurance. Okay. So you got to get that as well. You got to have a fire marshal come out, uh, make sure that the place has a a route taped on the wall for any fire escape. Uh, and there's other, other small stipulations as well. Yeah, that's a lot yeah. of stuff that's going to throw, that's going to make 50% of the people say, you know what, I'm good. I'm done with this. Right. Is it um, only in Atlanta? Because I ain't heard about nothing like that out here. Um, uh, I think for right now it's only Atlanta. I think New York has something that they pass too. That's because the um, big girls out there, boy, where they're taking advantage of some shit, boy. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. And, and I really think, like, they're trying to hurt the small time person who is a minority. Because let's keep it real. Most of the minority, most of the Airbnbs in Atlanta are probably black owned, you know? So um, I feel like it just hurts, hurts um, those people who are trying to make a little bit of extra money. But I do got to keep it 1,000. A lot of them people out there trapping out the motherfuckers still. Oh, yeah. They are. They are. But still, it's good to have some good, clean money coming to every... Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's good to have clean money coming in, you know, running a legit business. You know what I mean? So, right, right. You know, I mean, why, 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 give, why give somebody... Why end the means of somebody running a legitimate business? You get what I'm saying? Facts. Like, like why do that? And, and, and the reason they're doing this is because I'm sure the hotel lobby... You know, it's probably on their next, like, you know, we need to do something about uh, um, the increases of Airbnbs because some people are just getting places to run Airbnbs. And, and it's like a double-edged sword because I do get that some people just, you know, buy a house, get an Airbnb, and they don't regulate the type of right. parties and Airbnbs, how people come through, you know. So, but at the same time, you can't hurt the small-time person who just wants to make a little bit of extra money, you know, running an Airbnb. Um, That's real. You know, so that's 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 what they are. So, so and long story short, yeah, man, they are trying to implement things to shut Airbnbs, Airbnbs down. So let me know. ask you this: mm-hmm. um, you can just give me an estimate on a monthly basis. How much can one make? Oh, it depends. It depends. Like if you have, so let's say to start off with like something basic, like a room, like a room Airbnb. You know, room Airbnb, you can make. At least, at least a thousand if you're fully booked, just a room. Um, you know, you talk about moving to like old homes, like it can be, it can, it can, you can get at least, I would say, between five to nine grand a month. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. If you're fully booked now, you know what I mean? Right, right. So, so you're talking like a two bedroom house. You, uh, yeah, yeah, I would say three and up bedroom house. Three and up, you know. Three and up. Uh, yeah, okay. I know a, a place where a whole family can come and stay. You know, and when you put in, the, you take into account the, you know, the um, cleaning fees and things like that, the price starts to go up. But a lot of people, what they're doing now in Atlanta and everywhere, honestly, they're trying to make unique Airbnb. So, like, we have a tree house. There's a tree house Airbnb in, in Georgia. I think it's the actually the. I think it's the most popular Airbnb, I think, in the world. And this Airbnb, man, I think last time I checked, I think it was maybe like $200 a night. What? It's always booked. I think it's more than that. I think I'm being, like, on the, you know, like, conservative side with the estimate, but they're, like, booked up, like, a year in advance. You know, Damn. you got to try to lucky to, to, to get a day in, you know, and it's, um, people use it for weddings, people use it, you know, to, to, to you know, just for engagements, for, for, you know, different type of events they have. And, now there's like a lot of copycat treehouse Airbnbs, you know? Damn. So, um, so, you know, it's, um, yeah, so if you have a creative type of mind and you, you have an idea, you, know, you don't have to be creative, just have an idea, and, you know, you've got the resources to put it into play, you can make a lot of money because people want to stay at somewhere unique, you know? Right. Wow. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah, man. Okay, so... What about the Turbo game? A lot of people are interested in this, and this is uh when you mm-hmm. rent your cars out, right? Yeah, yeah, when you rent your cars out. Um, I started this whew, a couple years ago, man. Like, I want to say like six years ago, and back then it wasn't even called Turbo. It was called um Relay Rides. 
Like way, way back in the day. Oh, you've been um, in this, so you've been all the way in this thing. Yeah, back when he first started, and I was like, man, I need some extra money. What can I, what can I do with this with this car? Right. So I was like, let me get four tours back then, and I was like, you know what? Let me try this this relay ride stand. And um, I think I was booked within like a day. You know what I mean? And I was like, okay, this may make some money, but you know. I had a, a four choice at the time. I had another car at the, at the time. And I was like, you know, why this car is sitting? And I wasn't making much money in my regular job. But like, let me try to utilize this. And this guy, the one girl rented it. She was cool. And then she ran into some kind of problem with the car. I can't remember exactly what it was. I think he said it shut off on her or something like that. And I was just like, you know what? Let me take, put, this, put this to a break on this for a little while. Um, because I, I cause my thing was that, yo, I don't want to put anybody in a car that may give them a problem. You know what I mean? Right. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, do you. Is there any requirements to make sure that the car is running right? Or well, well back then there wasn't. Um, now, yeah. uh, Toro, now Toro has a yearly uh, inspection that they require you to do for the car. So okay. you got to take it to a mechanic and um, a certified mechanic, and you know um, they have to run they're like a little checklist, my brakes, um, headlights, things like that, um, to see if the car is running correctly or running well. So that's what they have. That's what they implemented now, and they should have because there, you know it's a lot of. And just I mean, people don't know about these hard stories, but you read through some of the reviews, and somebody like, "Yo, I had this car on the highway, and then the tire went out, or you know, it was like, or you know, it's like you don't want them type of issues." Right. Some people don't care what they put somebody in. Just keep it honest, you know. They're trying to make some money. Um, so it sounds like anybody could do it. So technically, somebody could put a bucket on there and just rent it out to you and. Yeah, 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 they can't, they can't, they can't rent it out to you. But you know, Toro depends a lot. One thing about Toro is that I, they've improved on. They don't play now if they get a customer complaint. Uh, so, so they, if somebody rents your car and they say like, "Yo, man, I don't know," let's say they say it smells. Okay, for example, I had somebody rent my Fiat a couple weeks ago. Uh, um, now they smoke. Now Toro charges a smoking fee, right? And you know, it's a two fifty smoking fee. If you smoke, it smells like. It's fucking YouTube 50. Now, you know, I'm not somebody who's really like, okay, yeah, people smoke, you know, I don't care, honestly. Right. But what I do care about is you leaving a mess in my car. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's good condition. Bro, you can smoke. I don't even care that much. But I do care about you bringing the car back to me with no ash in it. You know what I'm saying? Facts. It's not all over the car. But, you know, then you're not respecting my property. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, so... So you no, know, they do. They do have. They do have that. So so for so for so like for my Fiat, you know, I, I hit the guy. I'm like, man, you know, you definitely smoked in this car, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, you know, it wasn't me. It was my my. my. I was like, man, no matter who it was, I gave you the car. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I get. You know what I'm saying like you supposed to make sure you take you take care of the joint. Like you smoke all through it. Like it's all over the car. You know what I'm saying? Like so what he did in the message, he's like, well, I didn't I didn't even complain about. The brakes being bad. And I'm like, the brakes being bad. Oh, ain't that like, a bitch? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, bro, the brakes are fine on that car. You know what I'm saying? Like, I make sure my car is maintained. He's like, the brakes are great. And he's like, oh, well, you know, I didn't, I didn't mention it. And you know, I'm like, man, if you felt like the, if you felt like the brakes were an issue, you know, then you should have let me know. But you know, he, he hit me. You know what I'm saying? He called me and he was like, you know, I'm trying. You know, I'm, you know, he's a younger dude. He's like, I'm really sorry about about it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna let you slide this time. I, re- I really was. I'm like, right. I understand. I ain't trying to. Because like, he, he explained to me he needed Toro to get to him from like he was acting gigs or something like that. Right. And I'm like, you know, cool, man. I understand. You know what I'm saying? You're a young dude. I'm just saying you got to do better next time, honestly, because I, it's me and I'm talking to you man to man. But somebody else, they, they ain't gonna care. They, they ain't gonna hear what you're talking about. They're just gonna get that 250 and stay away with it. You know what I mean? Right. So. Um, but what happened was, so, you know, so wrote me an email, they were like, oh, we see that you're not charging the fee anymore, you know, thank you for being a great host, but we're going to suspend your car. And I'm like, why are they suspending my car? They was like, well, going through the messages pretty much, they saw that he said that my brakes were bad, right? Right. So because in, my, in the message, they deemed it necessary to, 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 to uh, delist my car until I, um, until I got it inspected. So... And I, I was tight about it. I was That's crazy. Up, man. That's crazy. I was like, man, I should, I should just took that 250 and not even entertain this dude. But I was like, you know what? I see what Toro is doing. They got to make sure that these cars are safe on the road. You know, so I understood. I took it the next day, you know, got it inspected, passed, bent it, and you know, uploaded. 
um, the inspection sheet and you know, got it relisted within like, you know, within a day or two, you know? So, um, so yeah, so Toro does take that stuff serious. The only downside is that they have a system in which if you charge somebody after the ride, that person could come back and say, well, the car was had bad brakes, so legal and oil, and then now you got to go and get it inspected because that person is upset. You charge them. You That's know? what they'll say because it really ain't no rules because it's such a new industry, so it ain't no regulation really, huh? Nah, nah, it's no regulations. They, they actually, and I, I, I try to look it up. They, there is since Toro came out, there's like something called like a, is it called ride share? I think it's called like it's not called ride share. It's something like every state has stipulations that Toro. Has to abide by right and if you look through the Turo terms of service for your state and you click on it like you can get to the to your state website and they break down like what you have to do running listing cars on Turo, like you know keep them maintained that you have to have your own insurance aside from Turo insurance just different situations like that okay okay what's the worst yeah. thing that happened on there that you had to deal with
this is what made me stop touring for a little while. So maybe about two months after that, I got a letter in the mail from the other guy's insurance company telling me like I was getting sued. Oh wow! Like, Seven thousand dollars. I think it was more than that, honestly. But um, you know, it said you know this car is in your name and so and so. And I'm like, yo. But by this time, the other her insurance company already paid me for the um claim. Now, you know, claims, if a company pays for the claim, they have now admitted fault because they paid for it, right, for my car. I said, listen, I got this demand, this letter from your, from your um, this law firm. I'm like, man, I did not, um, I was not in driving this car. I was covered in your name, sir. I said, listen, I have a, 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 um, the payout from the claim, and I also have a video showing that this person, matter of fact, backtrack. Her insurance company didn't want to pay at first, right? Whoa. I said, listen, I don't think y'all want to play this game and not paying. You want her to pay. I said, I got a video showing this person. It's not going to look good if you go to court and it shows you're insured getting out biting somebody in my car. You know what I'm saying? Right. As soon as I sent the video, they're like, yes, okay, we see, we see Mr. Sherry. Okay, we'll pay. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so then the other lady, when the, when the lawyer, the other guy who she hit um, contacted me. I um, ended up sending the video too. But that really was scary, man, because you got to think about it, bro. What if I never saw that video? Right. If I never saw that video, I never would have known she was an accident. She was an accident because she wouldn't have told me. She, me? Yeah, she, she sure wasn't going to say nothing. Yeah, she wasn't going to say nothing. She probably could have said, oh, I had a tree or something, you know what I mean, whatever. <laughs> and then I, and months later, I would have got that, that letter in the mail and I would have been like, yo, what is this? Like, I would have been like, like, like shocked almost, you feel me? Right. So, so that made me like, yo, I had to really think like, how, like, yo, it made me think from now on when it comes to the Toro thing, a couple of things. One, you got to take crazy amount of pictures before your car hit the street. Right. Like, no, no, on front, back side. You need like at least 50, 60, 70 pictures of your car. Damn, that's a lot. You need a lot, man. You need a lot because, you know, anybody come back after the fact, you know what I'm saying? You got to make sure that you, you covered. And two, you got to make sure that you keep a log of where people are going with your car. Because you don't want to get a little too much down the line and you're shocked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, now you know, I have trackers in my cars. I keep um, T-Mobile trackers in my cars in the ODB port. And like my Chevy, which is one thing, one reason I love about Chevy vehicles, that Chevy comes with OnStar. Right. And they have their tracking system, so I don't even have to put a tracker in there is built into the car. So, you know, I think, I think like them cars, like, probably why you see a lot of Corvettes on Toro too, and they probably never get stolen because, you know, um, they got the built-in trackers on them. But, um, yeah, man, that, that was, that, that thing shook me because I was like, yo, man, I just could have been way worse, you know? So. Hell yeah, it could have been yeah. a disaster. Let me ask you yeah. this. How much yeah, could somebody me. make on Toro with three cars? Uh, let me see. <laughs> Let's just say three BMWs. Three BMWs. Uh, twenty twenty. Three BMWs. Well, see the thing about it is this, and I will say this: I, you really can't say it because you know why? Every market is different. So, like, I, I say the Atlanta market right now. I'm, I'm gonna keep honest, you man. Like, BMWs are one of them that's like another saturated car in the market. Right. So I see three series going for like maybe fifty, sixty a day. You know what I'm saying? 50 or 60 a day. Yeah, man. Yeah, I kid you not. Oh, I kid wow. you not, man. And it's like, um, because the market is so saturated. So, so I'm still learning. It. I got, you know, uh, three cars on tour right now. Um, and, you know, a private, I, I do the private rental thing sometimes. Right. People watch, you know, um, with the, with the BM or whatever. But my thing is um, this, like, you got to really study the market that you're in. So, when I first started, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get me a Tesla. I'm going to put a Tesla on there. I'm about to make all the money. They got probably over 100 Teslas in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, got to think about it, man. Like, unless you got a color that stands out or something, it's not really worth it if, if you want to make the money. So, so that's the thing about Toro. You got two sets of people out there. Like, you got the ones who want to say, yo, let me get me a BMW 7 Series because I want to stunt and I want to have a car people rent out. Or you got people like me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, yeah, I could go out there and buy, I don't know, let's say 
the new BMW A series, which is a beautiful car. But it's like, are enough people going to be out there renting it? You see right, what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel Money back, you know, because you I don't want to be left holding a whole bunch, holding a whole bunch of debt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, it's it's interesting. It's really an interesting thing. Like I will say this. So that's the three. But if things are going really well that really well that month, you probably can make like four thousand or five thousand. You know. Four thousand or five thousand a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If things are going really well, if you got the if the if Toro puts you to like the highest, um, you know, they give you like a, a range of what you want the your, your um the price to be like you know, say fifty and ninety. So if things are really busy, they'll push your price up to like eighty something dollars a day. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, we are seeing right now like some signs of a recession. Like, you know, I may have like so I see so I see like with me. Let's say you know, I got the Fiat, I got the Chrysler, I got the Chevy. My Chrysler is priced higher, but people are renting. The, the, the Chevy is always gone. Chevy Sonic is always gone. And why is it? Because people are choosing something cheaper in this type of economy. You know what I mean? Right. And I really care about, um, no, I, I don't, they don't really want the latest car. You know what I mean? But they, um, they choose it like some small shit that's good on gas? Good on gas, yes, good on gas. Right. So that's, that's the main thing people say. When, I, when they write me, they're like, yo, like I had one girl, she wrote me a day. She was like, yeah, I want to rent your Fiat for a day. You know what I mean? And I'm like, um, all right, cool. She's like, you know, I'm going out of, I'm going out of, out of town. I don't really know how far are you going? She's like, I'm going to South Carolina. I think, well, I mean, are you aware that, you know, my car is a 200 mile a day limit? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want you to go over. I'm honest with the people that do minutes with me, man. Like, some people are kind of grimy. Like, oh, well, that's you. You should know. You should read the read thing. I'm like, yo. If you're going out of town, you're going to South Carolina, more than likely you're going to put over 200 miles on the car in a day. Right. You feel me? So she's like, yeah, it's going to be like 300. I'm like, yeah, man, you might want to find something else. She's like, no, no, this car is good on gas. You know what I'm saying? You're really close to where I live. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, that's fine. You know, she came, she rented it. She went over. Even though she went over, she paid the over. She's like, yo, it's not that much, like $25, I think it was over. Uh-huh. So she was like, it's not that bad. You know, I let it park, you know, in the driveway where my um, car is stored and Everything went well, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like people are going to pay, even if it's a little bit more to rent that smaller car, to rent something fancy, because like, they're just trying to get to point A to point B. Right. You know what I mean? But they don't mind. But on the flip side, cause like I said, I will test the market with a luxury, like a full luxury car just for Toro. Uh-huh. But you got to do this too. When people rent certain cars, like, like I say, I'm, I'm still thinking of getting a Mustang. But you got to think, if somebody's renting a Mustang, they're not renting that thing to drive slow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, they're driving that into the ground. You know what I'm saying? Right. They ain't thinking about going speed limit. So, you know, just from being in different tour groups, um, I'm seeing like, man, is this worth it? Is it worth me getting, you know, like a, a Camaro or getting like um something that's known for speed? Because you know when they get it, they're not going to drive it slow at all. So, you know, you got to really think about But then again, you know, like there are people on there. They got a um, let's say somebody on there might have like a, a Jaguar, like the the F type Jaguar, renting it for one seventy a day, and they they make it in three days, but I might make it in two weeks with one of my cars. You know, right. so so that that's the that's the you know that's the chance you take. Okay, what kind what kind of tips can you give to somebody that's trying to get into that game? Um. Okay. First thing I would say is start with an economy car. You know, that's what I would say. I don't, don't go out there and get a really expensive car because the thing about the economy car, like, so for example, with an economy car, like my Chevy Sonic, you know, I might come back with a scratch on it, man. I got the little paint pen. I painted myself. You know, I changed, you know, um, advisor myself. You know, now, the BMW clientele is different. Right. They ain't trying to 2021 BMW that got scratches on it. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, real talk. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to do that. They, they, they came out for a reason. It's a different kind of clientele. So they want to step out and they want their car to be clean all the time. Right. So, you know, um, I would say somebody start with an economy car and, and, and learn your market too. Like, like you know, go on, go online, go on Toro.com, see what cars are being rented out consistently. You know what I mean? Um, right. See, look at, the, look at the trips and see, like, does this happen? 100 trips or more. Um, one thing... Oh, so they so they give you they give you that data. They tell you like they put the car up there, and then they tell you how many trips has been used. Um, well, yeah, well, um, Turbo has a thing called car calculator. So you basically, uh, you know, you put 
the car in there and you see like how much you can make potentially. Yeah. But besides that, you and yourself should go on. So like a, like a big one that people don't know about is minivans, man. Like minivans ain't sexy, but them things make a lot of money. That's some soccer so moms. Not exactly. Soccer moms <laughs> coming in town, you know what I'm saying? You don't need no Escalade. They want the Dodge Caravan. They want the Dodge Caravan. <laughs> right. And they're going to pay a hundred and something dollars a day for that because why they can put the whole family in it right they got tvs in it you know what i'm saying so you know people you know so quickly say man i want to get i want to get me a tesla i want to get me a swing shop man get you a get you a minivan <laughs> you know what i'm saying that's gonna give you how a does high this... ROI. You know what I mean? so that's that's dope how, how, how does the gas situation work they pay it or you put you fill it up um, so basically on the first, let's say you first doing Toro, you're going to fill it up. But after that point forward, though, the renter is supposed to fill the car up with gas. Okay, okay. You see okay. what I'm saying? They're just supposed to fill it up from that point forward with the full tank of gas. Um, but if they don't fill it up, then you can report it to Toro and they'll reimburse you whatever money you spent out. Also, also you can make available like a pre, um, pre-fuel option. So when they bring it back, they don't have to fill it up. But they pay extra for that, for that, for that option. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, um, that's, that's, that's real good. Yeah. Yeah. And also to, you know, to make sure your insurance is intact before putting it on Toro. That as well. What kind of insurance do you need? Full blasted um, insurance, extra insurance or what? No, nah, yeah. You, you can put liability. I have liability on my cars, but, but I, you know, but, um, that's because I have, you know, um, economy cards. But you know, Toro Toro insurance is 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 um in place. Um, when the cars on the trip, they have some like this company called Luna. They have started like a Toro off rental program that they'll cover you for eighty dollars a car when your cars are off of Toro. Oh shit! But that's cheap. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, but there are stipulations. You can't go over three hundred miles off of Toro. You gotta have a tracker installed in the car. Um. And you know, it can be over a certain amount of miles. It's, it's kind of like it's in infancy stages, but um, you know, um, it seems like it seems like you know, uh, a good program. And, and I will say, just start with one car. Start with one car and go from there. Don't come out the gate. I'm about five, six cars. If you got that kind of money, right? Just start with one, and then see how the supply and demand is working in your area. You know. How do you pick and choose or filter like? Bad customers. Um, we you know Toro got the rating system, you know, of course. Okay. So like, you know, you might get somebody that has like, you know, just said they got a three star out of five. Yeah, I don't want to take that chance, you know. But um, usually a lot of the people, man, on Toro are usually first time customers. You oh, know, first time. Yeah, and so like, you really got to roll the dice and say, man, you know, um, you really don't want to deny a customer, but how should I say this? Because, like, you don't want to deny somebody, but sometimes. <laughs> I'm trying to know because I'm trying to figure out what to say. Like, they might say something when they write you and you're like, eh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. May not be a good look for me. You know right, what I mean? Right. A... Yeah, you know what I mean? It may not be the car for you. <laughs> you know, you got to do that because, um, like and, and you know, depending on on what the weekend is or what the time is, you may have that option. So, for example, like uh, like maybe like three weekends ago, it was busy, and yeah. I had like four people at one time. I'm like, yo, man, I need your car for the weekend. I need your car for the weekend. And you know, one girl was like, yeah, I'm in town for. Um, what did she say again? I forgot what she said. Some some type of party, some type of party, some type of event. And I'm like, yo, I'd rather not not say necessarily for her. Well, you know, Atlanta tra- Atlanta accidents are already high. I think we have the worst traffic. They say in America, probably next to Cali, you know, but yeah. I don't want to find a situation where it's like, it might be ever somebody hitting it or, you know, or, um, or hitting somebody, you know what I mean? So I have the option to choose because I had other people hit me up. So I chose somebody who I think would probably be a safer bet based on what they told me, what they're planning to do with the car. They were like, oh, I need the car to get from point A to point B because my car's in the shop. You hear what I'm saying? So right. more than likely that person is not going to do anything crazy in your car. And um and um let's no, like I said, let's say, let's say that person that same person hit me up and I had no other people hit me up, I probably would have let her rent the car because I know I, this is a business, you know what I mean? And and you're covered with total insurance. 
But at the same time, nobody wants to go through the hassle of an accident. Who wants to go through that, you know? Right. So, yeah. I, so I how often is the car rented out to 30 days, average? Oh, average, man? Mm, I would say... My, the Chevy Sonic is always rented. That, I would say, like, at least 25 days after, Ooh, after one. Wow, that's yeah. strong. Yes, a lot. Yeah, the Chrysler, um, probably half the bet. Um, the Fiat is up and down. It's up and down, man. Like, interesting, that's an interesting car, too, because, like, it's small, so people like it for the gas. So I have a lot of people use the Fiat to go far, far out of town. Uh, I had one girl rented it, man. She took it all over the place. Took it to in South Carolina. They took it to Savannah, Georgia. Then North Carolina. I like, you know, like all over. But, you know, I don't mind. You know, it is what it is. But um, but that's like a hit and miss, man. Like, you know. Um, and, and I've seen people rent the Fiat at, like, higher price points than the other two cars. So it's just, like, I'm still learning the market. You know what I mean? I'm learning, yeah. like, how, like, this is my first year going full with the Toro um, having these cars at one time. You know what I mean? So, um, and, I, and, I, and I have the ability to get more cars, but I'm really want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing as far as the type of car that I'm getting, you know? So, yeah. Has anybody ever stole one? I hear a lot of horror stories. People take off oh, the yeah. uh, tracker and just steal it or try to. Yeah. That happens a lot in Cali, man. A lot in Cali. They drive in Texas. They yeah. They drive right to Mexico. Now, yeah, let me ask you, 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 you got to own the car, right? Because, like, they got these people all over the place giving out misinformation. Um, like, like let me just say Bad Man Cambo. This don't sound right. He's telling people that you can go to the car dealer, go get the car dealer, still be making the payments on it, and but you be written it out. Don't you got to own the car? You said, you said you can do what now? Buy the car. Basically, lease the car and be and put it on Toro without owning it. Yeah. yeah, I mean you can't do that. You can't, but you know, and and I seen people. If people do do that, the thing about it though, you know, when you lease a car, it comes with certain stipulations, like your mileage. Well, like well, not necessarily lease. Just you're, you're financing it, basically. You. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, my 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 um, you can still do that. My uh, Chevy is uh, financed still on Toro. Oh, okay, so, so, so people telling me that that's not good game. So that is good game. But. Oh, it is. It, it definitely is. It definitely is. You just have to make sure that it makes sense to you financially. Right. So, and when I say that, it's like, you know, let's say you go out there, you, let's say you do get a 7 Series BM and you got to pay $800 a month. Are you going to make that, and insurance on top of that, are you going to make that money and then some on tour? Right. Because if you're not, it doesn't make any sense. And not only that, too, man, you know, you got to think, the thing about, and People do not mention this a lot. People got to think about this. Recalls. A new right. car. Yeah, yeah. Um, a new car might come in and they may not have a fix for months later. So you just got that new car. As a matter of fact, what was it? I think it's the new Broncos. Uh, some of the models have a recall and there's no fix in sight right now. So some people who bought two or three of those cars for Toro got to now think about selling them or doing private rentals maybe. Because Toro does not allow a car on there that has the recall hasn't been fixed, so, you know, safety issue. Oh so, wow! Yeah, so, so that's another thing I'm learning. I'm like, hi Ty, don't get you a 2021. 20, maybe get cars that are five years older, because by then maybe a lot of the recalls will work out. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's another thing you got to think about. But then again, the 2021 cars, of course, are gonna get, you know, um, more money. You get more money for them. You know, right. Um, so it's, it's it's a lot of studying you got to do. You really can. Yeah, this just sound like a a lot of a lot a lot of studying you got to do. Now with the Airbnbs, can you do the same thing? Like basically, like rent it out without owning it, like rent out an apartment. Yeah, well, that, that's that's how I started, man. Like I started not in Atlanta. I started in Duluth. Um, me and a friend of mine, we had a three bedroom that uh -huh. we were staying together. Um, she was gonna rent one room, I was gonna rent room, and the other one was for um her daughter actually. And what happened was I my job switched offices, so I was 
like, yo, I can't, I'm not gonna stay here no more because, you know, it's too far from my job. So yeah. I was like, what can we do? Because, you know, I don't want to be paying rent here. I'm not staying here. And he's like, let's do the Airbnb thing. I'm like, all right, cool, let's let's do that. And man, they, and this was, man, this was a couple years ago. I can't, maybe 2017 or something. So, and we was making crazy money in the area we were in. Like, it was always booked. And it was, pay, it was paying for the rent and making money off of it, you know? Okay. Um, this is like, I like this, this could work. I'm like, I like this idea, you know what I mean? So, so you rent a whole nother spot while living in a whole nother area. Yeah. Interesting. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and see, back then, man, we were paying like, I want to say like 11 something for three bedroom. And then, you know, at the same time, having the Airbnb on there for the two rooms, at, you know, I think it was 50 something, 50 something a, a night or something like that. Uh -huh. Um, so, You know, we were making like a grand a month off of that spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you basically live in rent free. Yeah, rent free. And we were making money because we were making more than that sometimes because you know why? That's the thing about it too. Location was so important. At the time, I didn't know that we were next to like some type of amphitheater stadium or something like that. Oh, shit. Right? So there were a lot of events that would come out. I'm like, geez, you got a lot of certain like clientele that's coming in and out of here. And I'm like, it was because of this. this cause they were like, oh, how far are you from like the so-and-so amphitheater? Well, I forgot the name of the place, but we were like, yo, we're like two miles from there. And they're like, okay, great. I'm booking right now. So a lot of, so when people left in the review and they said, oh, this place was so close to such and such, people just started booking off of that. You know what I mean? So, oh, so yeah, you get you a little spot off the strip or something, you'll be yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. And even though it wasn't in Atlanta, it was near a spot that had a lot of a lot of traffic. Right. So we would get a lot of customers. So that made me think at that point, like, man, getting an Airbnb next to somewhere that's going to be pivotal to people or vital to somebody traveling is really, really important. Which, of course, you know, of course, it makes sense, but at the time, I didn't know how important it was, so I actually had to, was going through it, you know? So what kind of tip can you give somebody that want to get into the uh, Airbnb game in 2023? Because a lot of shit's changed. Things that might have worked two years ago definitely ain't going to work now. Yeah, Um, I would say if you could find someone who doesn't meant, like, Let's say somebody wants to rent out their property. Yeah. You know, looking for, for, see if you could arrange renting it out for them. You know, so you could say, "Listen, I'll take care of everything. Let me just put this on Airbnb. Come out with, come out, come up with some type of rental agreement. I'm sure you can find a lot of a subleasing agreement. I'm sure you can find them online. And you know, try to do it that way. So you're saying, let's say that person is like, "Yeah, I'm trying to rent my home out for fourteen hundred a month. It's like a four bedroom house. And you're like, yo, let me get it. I'll, I'll Airbnb it. Take care of everything." You charge like fifty dollars a night for like you rent it by room, okay, and, or rent it or rent it by the night even for the whole place, and you're able to pay them their rent but make some money on top of that, you know. Right. Somebody, you know, you might, somebody, you might have like an elderly couple who doesn't want to, you know, they retire, they but they don't want to, you know, they want to rent their house out, but don't want to deal with the Airbnb stuff, you know. Right. Um, you go to them. The, the see the the rents. I feel like the you know I, I mean I'm sure it's gonna be in Cali. Apartment prices have gone up a lot. They've gone up a lot, you know, in the last five years. Like the place that I was renting, the three bedroom I had for like eleven hundred, probably like seventeen hundred now. So it don't even it don't even really make sense no more to even try it because it, one, there's more Airbnbs now, more competition, and two, they're raising the, the rent so high now. All right, it's ridiculous. They kind of making it so you can't have an Airbnb and make a decent profit because. You know, people tell me, "Oh, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get an apartment." And I'm like, "Well, when you take into consideration your your cleaning expenses, you know, you're traveling back and forth to the Airbnb, you're really just breaking even, right? You know, and yep. like, don't have an Airbnb just to say I have an Airbnb. That doesn't make any sense, you yeah. know. Um, and if you see in the last year, I've seen so many Airbnbs just like stop, just just to stop. Like I, I just one lady, I never forget, she had like this candy themed airbnb man i thought the idea was so dope i'm like man this is gonna make some money like and she shut it down within like a month Damn. because you know making any um enough money she said and she had a great reviews two um the apartment people were complaining about um the neighbors were complaining about you know and it's like you really got to do a lot of research before you do these things now you can't just before it was just like wild wild west you know you could get a place airbnb it now apartment complexes now, apartment complexes actually are doing something which is interesting. They're actually putting some of their units on Airbnb. Oh, wow. So, 
yeah, yeah. So, so they're like, you know, to help with that, we're not gonna we gonna cut out these people who want to rent from us. Now they're doing like, you know, like corporate rentals, or whatever they call it. Uh-huh. And like, have like a, a part of their of their apartment complex that's already furnished that you can rent out. You know, like you know, daily and stuff like that. So a month or monthly. So. So you sound like you sound like it's not a good time to get into this Airbnb game. I will say this: it's a it's a good idea if you have a unique experience that you want to sell to the customer. Okay. okay, So I will say this: like me, you know, I do more so consulting on the Airbnb. I still make money and I have my Airbnb. I still do more consulting on on side. So my Airbnb I have right now is near to the airport. Right. So how do you stand out in this market? What do you offer? Right. So like I'm like this. You come to my Airbnb. It's a whole other thing that I'm I'm gonna work on too. You come to my Airbnb. What do you What do I offer you? You can get a concierge or shuttle service. I'm sorry from the airport to my Airbnb. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can see me for that. You know how you want to do it, and you get you know. So I have one lady. Um, two people. Actually, one of them took advantage of it because something new that implemented. But no, she got a flight five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning, and she's like, "Yo, I, I, I want to be extra shuttle, shuttle service." Okay, I got you. Come get your bags. You know, take you right to the airport. You know, for the extra twenty five, which is great for, for a lot of people. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, all, that's real convenient. Very convenient. Very convenient. You don't got to worry about the price gouging from Uber and Lyft and during those times. You right. know what I mean? So, you know, I'm giving you one set rate. You know what I mean? You don't have to worry. Uh, two is also offering. To rent on Toro, so like you come stay with me, okay, you get a discount on the Toro rental. You know what I mean? So uh, it's like a one-stop shop. You can come here and get everything you need from my Airbnb. You know what I mean? Right. And also, you know, also being affiliated with other Airbnbs. So it's like, you know, I have another Airbnb run by you know somebody in the area. I'm like, okay, well, I'm booked up, but I have somebody else. Who's free? You know what I mean. And if they have an average of people, I'm free. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, you know that, those type of things are going to set you apart. And and like I'm also working on a new um, Airbnb as well. It's going to be part of a part of a property, but something that's just for me seeing the market and seeing what people like. Um, trying to create something that's kind of unique. You know what I mean? Something that's kind of like zen-like, peaceful, when people want to get away from like, you know. Yeah, that, you that's know. what I was saying. Now yeah. it seems like yeah. you got to sell the experience. Experience, yeah. So, that, so that's, what, that's, that's what I want to say. If you have an experience that you can sell to people, that is what is going to stand out. Interesting. You know? That's real game wrong. right there. That's real yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's going to stand out. And don't get me wrong. You still have the, the, the one bedrooms that will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cash pads, you know? But if you're talking about making some real money, you got to really sell an experience. Okay, okay, okay. Well, that's what's up, man. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up, man. I got my boy Tyrone Shuri in the building. Southside Queens to Atlanta to California. We made it happen, man. Before we wrap this thing up, man, here on this uh, Boss Talk podcast, let me ask you this. How you feel about the market right now? Oh man, I'm just depressed, stressed out. I don't want to talk about the market. I know, I know, I know, I know. That's why I just, I just. I mean, um, you know what, man? This is a whole another deeper topic, man. But I feel like from Airbnb to Toro to all, because the people are taking hits on Toro. Toro, um, right. Everybody always making it look all good, but I know there's some bad parts about both the industries. Really suffering. Some people got to sell their sell their units. Some people because like they're not getting any bookings, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, Airbnb, um, some some units are dry right now. You know, I mean, thank God. I think I made a post in my group the other day. And, um, thank God for customers. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Yeah, you booked out yeah, though. Man, like, yeah, you got to keep people like family, man. Because during this time, what's gonna separate you from the from the others? Right. You know. Yeah. Totally. Um. So like, so I do special things for people for for, for people, man. Like you know, like I might. Somebody might tell me, hey, you know, it's my kid's birthday. Okay, what, what's the kid's favorite color? I might get, like, you know, some candy in that color or something. You know what I mean? So I already know. I'm in the group with you, and I didn't see you buy 10 people breakfast. That didn't even, don't even comment yeah, in the group. Don't even no, bring nothing to the group. Yeah, man. You, you got you to, gotta, 
you got it. But I mean, like I said, I've done really well in the Airbnb. So and even my regular job, my regular job right. finances a lot as well. So like, yeah, I don't mind spreading the love, man. Because I anything I ever gave out, I get it back ten times, man. I'm Facts. really, really, really um serious about that. So I don't really complain that much. But I will say about the market. Back to the compression or something, kind of get on top of it. But um, you got to teach us anybody. You got to diversify, man. Right. You can't just have your money in one place. And thank God, like. You know, I, I, I sang the, I am not tell anybody, I sang the praises of Carvana. I was one of their early investors. Yeah, I remember. It's, it's, it's sad. It's, I, I, it's honestly almost unexplainable what I see is going on with them. Even if they're over leveraged, I don't understand why they're taking a beating like this. I, I made so much money off of Carvana and I, I liquidated it, liquidated a lot of it uh, like last year, year and a half when they hit this peak. But man, that's only because I was investing in something else, which was the car business, and that was know, good. That's I, what you're supposed to do. You can't see. Yeah, but this is what a lot of people go against their money. Like you do have to take some of your profits sometimes and move it into something else, or the profits won't be gone. Like the Dogecoin millionaire, exactly. where's that cat? Exactly. He ain't even a millionaire no more. I hear. The Dogecoin guy. Oh, yeah, probably not, because he probably kept all his money in there. He said he wasn't selling. Yeah, he didn't sell. So, like, sometimes you got to take your profit and diversify it, like you said. But this is my opinion on the game. You know, I've been picking and chewing, yeah. you know, stuff that I got. I had, I, I was able to be profitable the whole year through the bear market, barely, only up 8% for the year, but still a lot of better than a lot, you know, that could be happening. So, yeah, yeah, let me just put it that way. But, um, what I know is when the Fed start stop raising the interest rates, that's when the yeah. that's when the market is gonna turn around and that's when you can just throw your dice and you close your eyes and you can buy anything and it's gonna go to the sky like you know how the AMCs and all of that was going because yeah. the Feds control everything and that is the lethal lesson that I learned this year. Right, and yes, so, so and so they already did a smart, a small pivot, and this is a little bit of game. You know me, you know me. Yeah, yeah, of course. The little I'm bit of game sure. I'm just gonna drop on here, you know, as a crypto boss, <laughs> is yeah. they're going to once they they've, they've already stopped. They already made a small pivot because they were doing zero point seven five interest rates, zero point seven five. I think the last one they just did was zero point five zero. So once they stop doing the interest rate hikes, which I'm predicting yeah. June 2023, 20, 20, next summer, okay. yeah. that's when I'm expecting an explosive market. Also, a lot of people don't know we'll make a video on this. 2024 is the Bitcoin halving. So that's when the bear, I mean, the bull market comes back. You know, we, this season's. Yeah. Yeah, so it's twenty twenty four is right around the corner, but that is when the you know the the Bitcoin having season is. So, so I will say this then: so you think right now people should just what, keep their money out the market? I'm, I'm accumulating. You, the way I look at it is, you got to as far as crypto, uh, as far as crypto, I'm looking at it like this. I'm telling all my closest ones: you got to twenty twenty four to get as much Bitcoin as you can. Okay. That's how you should be looking okay. at it, people accumulating it. That's when it's going to go back up, you believe? Yeah, everything will go back in 2024, and it's going to be too late. Because, okay. you know, Bitcoin, is, oh, once so Bitcoin go, everything goes. Back. You know that. And then it's going to be like, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, for real, it does. It does. And, and which is, the thing about it, man, is, which is kind of sad, is that, okay, you know, I still got money in Bitcoin and Dodge, stuff like that, but I feel like this is just going to make people miss out again. Yeah, they did it again. They did it again. Yeah. They did yeah. it again. A lot of people gonna miss out because this shit was, this was real frustrating. And a lot of people like, fuck that. I'm cashing out. Fuck crypto. It's a exactly. scam. And they did it again. That's exactly what they wanted you to do. That's why I'm trying to tell exactly. people. I'm telling exactly. you, you got to 2024. They know it. Everybody knows. When the Bitcoin having season come on, come back. It's gonna be a wrap. You're right, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people, unfortunately, want me. Like I said, I, I, I don't really sell like that when things go down like that. I always hold. Right. I'm in a position to rally, but you know, hopefully a lot of people listen to that and, you know, don't be out here holding a bag with nothing, you know what I mean? Or leave, or leave with nothing, rather. Right, exactly, because I'm telling you, they're pulling them, the, 
they put on a big trick right now and got everybody selling their Bitcoin at 16,000. The shit was just at 60,000. You a fool if, you, if you're not accumulating right now. This is a more than a 3X. It's yeah, going back right. to 60 minimum when it, when the season gets right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to accumulate some of, some of my... But I, as well. I, I don't know about Dodge Point and all the other stuff, but I'm just talking about the no, number I'm one not, thing. I'm just holding Dodge Point right now. I'm yeah, me too, me too, me too, me too.